welcome to the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Ian. So what kind of goofy name did you use on the last episode? Bob Diggler. Bob Diggler. And yeah, now, insurance salesman. Life and, insurance salesman. And now you're Ian. I figured I'd go back to my roots. Your roots? What, yeah. your real fucking name? Yeah, <laughs> well, a version <laughs> of, their, of it. Sure, why not? <sighs> I'm just trying to keep things interesting. Is that really, a, that's your way of keeping it interesting, Ian, really? Well, I'm not a very interesting person, so I'm doing my best here. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's like, yeah, <laughs> pulling, pulling teeth with you sometimes. So um, any uh, questions or comments, you email us at contact at Life in General Podcast. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook and Podbean and Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And by the way, I did not put that, uh, our last music episode on YouTube. Because you played music on it? Yeah, because I don't want to get flagged. Yeah. And we already got flagged once, and if you get flagged multiple times, you can lose your channel. And Fuck YouTube. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of YouTube. I don't like the way they- I don't, I don't like their business policies. Yeah, that's practices. what I mean. That's what I mean, I, mean. I'm a, I, I watch a bunch of shit on YouTube, but you know, I, I don't like the fact that they'll flag a, a channel or a video for, um, for cuss words but they, and, and demonetize it. So yeah. basically, you put up a, vid- a video, and so what you're saying is we can never make money off our shows. Well, no, what I'm <laughs> right. Well, and, and it's just an example, but they they flag it for all kinds of things. But if they demonetize you your video, they're still getting re- revenue from it. Yeah. So basically, they're saying you can't curse, but we're still going to make money off of the advertising that we're putting on your fucking video. So they're like an insurance company. They're making, you know, insurance companies make money off of denying your claims. Right. So the YouTube is making money off of denying. Saying your video is not your money, advertising appropriate, but we're still going to get collect money off of putting advertising on your video. Yeah. So by demonetizing it, you can still watch it. I'm sur- and there's still commercials on it. I'm surprised. They're still making fucking money. I'm surprised there's not I, an alternative. An, an, another one that's come around. I'm surprised too. Because you know probably what happens is as soon as someone makes one, YouTube probably goes and buys them, and then shuts the doors on them. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell them. I would if I if I had the resources to do that to make up a, a, a website like a YouTube. Sure, you would. If you if you uh-uh. created, if you created a YouTube like channel and YouTube came along and said, "Hey, we're gonna throw ten million, fifteen million dollars your way." Which is chump change to YouTube, yeah. you'd be like, no, fuck you. I want to keep my little dollar website here. Right. And, uh, so what I would do is I, t- I take the $15 million, close the doors, and then open up another one. <laughs> well, I'm sure that there's probably agreements that you'd have yeah. to sign where you couldn't do that. Yeah, probably. I don't you, know. My, I, I'm, I have pretty strong integrity. I, I, I could see myself turning down the money. For the long I, term, I doubt it. I don't know. If someone, uh, no, if they, I'm it, not saying I would 100 percent because I am human, but yeah, I, I, it, I would struggle you with can, it. You can say that until they. Put I know. I, I, what I'm saying is, I could. I would. Hand. I'm saying is, what I'd, I'd struggle with it. I would struggle with it. But I'm, like I said, though, I, there have been. There, I mean, there are other like video sites, but there's nothing. nothing there's nothing like that, like that right. where it's all like user content. And free to, because what's like the Vivo or whatever it is? It's all Vivio, like, yeah. Vivi, it's it's all like music. And it's not all music, but yeah, it started as all music. Well, what what else is on there then? Well, there's people who post videos on there That's too. A, I think so. It's I thought it was Vivo or something. Isn't it Vivo? Vimeo. I don't know. I think it's Vimeo. 
Well, don't. Uh, I'll look. You keep talking. What am I supposed to talk about? If you're not ta- if you're not interacting with me, how am I? How am I supposed to have a conversation? It is Vivo. It's V E V O. Vivo. What's Vimeo then? I don't know what Vimeo is. Vimeo is similar, I think. You talk now. I'm going to look. Yeah, because I actually know what the hell's going on around here. Do you? So we've done a couple of idol shows before. Mm-hmm. Do you know? You remember what the first one was, Ian? Um. You did Jeff? No, I did Jefferson. Did I do Jefferson? No. Nope. You did Jefferson. No, I did Jefferson. You did Jefferson. And you did Roosevelt. Yep. Ah, see, I know some shit. It took you a long time to get there. Do you remember what the second one was? Vimeo, but it's a plan thing. You pay for that. Never mind. Never mind. I do not want to remember what the second one was. Uh, I know we did a- It should be Ian, really easy. because Ian we, Anderson and uh, Elvis? Yeah, that's the second one. Okay. So this is the third? This is the third time we've- So when, when this Ian proposed this- idea like it's supposed way, to be like once a month way way back it was supposed to be like a monthly thing we yeah. were gonna do and uh yeah and this is a 114th show and we've done basically we've averaged one a year yeah but just about just about yep that's okay it, it's you know it is what it is i'm not too worried about it well who really is I, i'm sure there's some people out there who might cry a little bit about it i'm trying to look back and see because I thought it wasn't that long ago when we actually did that. I guess I I, I actually it's have. Been, a, it's been a while. How about uh, September 30th, episode 90? So it wasn't that long ago. It was ago. a while ago. Uh, well, the first time we did it was like episode 10 or something like that. It was a long time ago. That was a really long time ago. Yeah, that was, I think, we, you were you still had the card, card table down here. Hey, for some reason our first 13 episodes aren't on... Uh, not able to pull them up on Apple Podcast. Are you able to look look up on uh, Podbean? Let me take see? a look here and see. Ah, sorry. Because <clears throat> I know it was sometime. I know it was before episode thirteen. It had been one of our first couple episodes. Let me take a look here. I'll have to look and see why all of our episodes aren't on there. That kind of irritates me. Mm-hmm. All the way back to um, you're saying the first thirteen aren't there. Yeah, so it's sometime in the next in, in the first twelve episodes. Well, this goes back to January eighth, twenty seventeen, on Podbean. So that was our first episode. So one, two, three. Oh, yeah, I found it. Uh-huh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So episode ten, I was right. Was yeah, episode ten was our first idols episode. Episode ninety was our second. <laughs> Uh, idols episode now episode 114 we're doing it again okay so it's a little we're, we're starting to become more frequent with the uh i guess but it's been it's still been under three years since our first one so we are averaging one one every year so far yes you're averaging yes so. yes because this is the third time and we've we've been doing this for three years and so the last yes. one was done in april of 17 yes. so it's been three it hasn't quite been three years so three and three years so yeah it's nice that you can do that kind of math that quickly in your head, Ian. Is it impressive? It is very impressive. <laughs> Fucking kills me. Absolutely kills me. Um, so who did you decide to do yours on, Ian? Who did you decide to do yours on? I asked you first. I asked you second. Guess. I told you the two that I was going to think about. I don't remember which one you did, though. I didn't, I didn't decide until today. 
Uh, Ronald Reagan. Yes, because he's an idol of mine. Yes. Yes. Um, good old Ronnie Reagan. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and when I look at it, I don't necessarily do like, I guess I don't do like an idol of mine. I guess I do yeah. like a. An, Someone I respect. And yes. His, yeah, that's, that's what I, yeah. An idol of American society or something along those lines. Or world. I mean, some of these are world, world, world renowned people. Okay. So. Mine have all been Americans, but. Well, you're, I'm sorry. You're, you're, I'm sorry. I'm not the patriot you, you, that you are. Absolutely, you are not. A, you're not patriotic. At I'm all. not. I'm not. Um, and to be fair, the two out of the two that I could have chosen, one was British. I went with the American one. So which one? George Carlin. Which which one was the other one you were? Ozzy. I was thinking about doing Ozzy. Oh, okay. So. All right. So you did George Carlin. I did mine. I did Jackie Robinson on mine. Did you want to start? Or? No, you go. You go first. Why? Why do I? Because I went first? first on the first two. No, you didn't. I did. Listen to him again. Whatever. Fine. I'll go first. <laughs> so I guess, so coming down, I had, I don't know how many people that I had on my list. I had like six different yeah, people. Yeah, I was, kinda, yeah. Well, I was trying to five or six. Them. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of came down to Jackie Robinson with the, because, you know, the baseball season's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find somebody that not only had a, uh, uh, a huge impact, not only on his sport, but also on society as a whole. You know, and, and there's a lot of things I didn't realize that Jackie Robinson, first off, was as old as he was when he started playing for the Brooklyn Dodgers. I mean, he was 28 years old. Yeah, that's a bit old, especially back then. But uh, so, and, and he's got an interesting childhood and family relationship with sports and greater society, also. So, I mean, I, I guess I can go all the way back. Mm-hmm. So. Jack Roosevelt Robinson, he was born January of 1919 in Georgia, if my memory serves me correct. I was just watching the the Jackie Robinson movie earlier today, 42. <clears throat> I think he said it was Georgia. But anyway, I know his family was sharecroppers, mm-hmm. and his dad, he was, Jackie was the youngest of five. His dad left in 1920, I believe, and his mother moved him and his brothers and sisters to California. Mm-hmm. And actually, they, they moved into a rather affluent part of Pasadena, even though his entire family was poor. Mm-hmm. And Jack, it was actually Jackie's older brother, Matthew, was the one that kind of inspired him to get into sports. And Matthew was actually, he, Matthew is actually kind of interesting because, and I didn't know this until just recently, he actually won the silver medal in the 200 meter dash in the 1936 Olympics in Berlin. Oh, okay. He actually finished second to Jesse Owens. Really? Yeah. Which, and if you don't know that side of it, the the whole Jesse Owens kind of story was really interesting because it was just before the start of World, World War II. II. It was Nazi Germany. It was in the Nazi Germany and this whole war. idea of a superior race and Aryan, all these other things. Yeah, the yeah. Aryan nation. And you've got this black guy comes out there and just destroys, destroys the everybody. field. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, two black guys destroyed the field. If he came in second, yeah, he came in second, so which, is, which is really interesting because I didn't know that. So you, I got, didn't either. Yeah, I've always heard the Jesse Owens story. I didn't know. Yeah. You know. So it was really kind of interesting that, that that Jackie Robinson had a tie into into it that way, also. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, so Matthew was the one that kind of inspired him to get into playing sports. Jackie in high school, he actually uh, lettered in football, basketball, baseball, and track, and. So after he graduates high school, he goes to Pasadena Junior College, where he's there for two years. And his other brother, Frank, 
dies in a car in a motorcycle accident actually and it was after frank's death that jackie decided to in honor of his brother transfer to ucla Mm -hmm. and jackie robinson became the first athlete at ucla to um, earn a varsity letter in four sports so it's kind of even early on he's doing things that other people hadn't done at the time Mm -hmm. so just just prior to graduation, because of financial issues, Jackie drops out of college, and so he he accepted a job. I, th- I don't remember what it was, some kind of like sports administration or something like that. At at, at uh, I don't remember if it was another school. I think it was another school. Mm-hmm. But anyway, for the next like two years, he's playing semi pro football in California and in, in Hawaii until he gets drafted by the Army at forty two. So it was kind of at this point where. Jackie Robinson kind of not only is doing things in the sports world, this is where he also goes into the societal thing also. Because in 44, he almost gets court-martialed, which I think this is something, this this part of it is something I think they really should have touched more on. It, it was like one line in the movie. In the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 42, Jackie's down at, at uh, Fort Hood in Texas and gets on a bus and refuses to move to the back of the bus. This is 44. Mm-hmm. So this is 11 years, years before, before Rosa, Rosa Parks. Parks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, he, he almost gets it's court-martialed over it, ends up getting uh, discharged in, for, in November 44. So, and that's what I mean. Like, it's, there's like this whole part, like years of his life that, because in the movie, it starts with him being signed by the not even not signed but playing for the Kansas City Monarchs right and being scouted basically. And being scouted by Branch Rickey and it was uh and and it just kind of happened to coincide he's he's coaching ba- at this point he's like he gets discharged he's coaching basketball in um Austin Texas <clears throat> and uh he gets signed by the Kansas City Monarchs in in 45 only plays there one year. Mm. Bats almost four hundred, and that's at that time is when Branch Rickey kind of he's going around. He's not he's looking for someone that not only has the ability to play the sport, but also has the temperament and the mentality to kind of go through the bullshit he knew a black athlete would, would right. in the mid forties. Yeah, and uh, so he he's brought in. He's signed by. By the Dodgers, he goes through the minors for one year and then moves up to Major League Baseball. And obviously, kind of the rest is kind of history. Right. And it was, but I'm, I, it's like I said though, it's 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 not only it's interesting the the impact he obviously had on sports, but at, even after he he retires, he was active in NAACP, and there's lots of other like social issues and social causes he kind of went through, mm-hmm. and it's just a. I, I feel like he's he's someone that's celebrated in society, but it's also somebody that's celebrated in society, but you still don't really know a whole lot about. Right, and that's kind of the, uh, what I well, find really be fair, kind of interesting. That's, that, that probably sums up a lot of African Americans, historical African Americans. You know, Rosa Parks did one thing. You know, yeah, Martin Luther King kind of did one thing. You mm-hmm. know, we don't they don't really expand on the history of the of, of yeah. you know of black history mm-hmm. as much as they probably should. So I, I've always, I've always, I'm, I'm not a huge sports guy, but I like baseball and I really like baseball movies. Yeah. So when 42 came out, there was 
I'll, most of that story I was familiar with, mm-hmm. but it really opened my eyes to, you know, I never really took into account that he'd be so hated. Oh yeah, by people that should. And, and, hate and a lot him, of the know? like, there's a there's a scene in the movie Forty Two where the I think it's the manager of the Cincinnati Reds is throwing like racial slurs at him the whole mm-hmm. game. That yep. that actually happened, right? You know, and that's and he ended up had, did he end up doing a photo op with the manager? They kind of made him come together. That, that was all true. Right. That was all in the movie. The uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of interesting because Jackie Robinson didn't have a long baseball career. Mm-hmm. He only played in the majors for ten years, but he was uh-huh. extremely productive in different ways in baseball because he, he didn't have like outstanding numbers. He never hit more than 19 home runs in a game. I mean, a season mm-hmm. he only had over a hundred RBIs in one season, one of his 10 seasons. It was just his defensive ability and how smart he was at playing the game. I think it really separated him from other players in his era. Right. But he ended up winning. He won rookie of the year in in 47, he was an all-star every year from 49 to 54, and he was the first black player to win most valuable player in 1949. Mm-hmm. So he, he did, there was enough on the field to kind of warrant, obviously, him. He broke through barriers. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, don't know, that's, uh, I just, I didn't have a whole lot on him. I just thought that mm-hmm. was really kind of interesting. Well, I mean, when I came up with the idea for icons, it's just kind of, I mean, what does he the only thing I would say you might want to add is, you know, I was, like you kind of did, but you know, how I, I, like what I, about him? I was trying to see. I, I was trying to find somebody, and that was like I was going back and forth between like him. I don't know who else I had. Like uh, um, Steve Jobs. Yeah, Apple. Steve Jobs, and some other people. I was looking for somebody that not only had something obvious that they had done in society, but something else that was bigger, right. bigger than them, bigger than than just a kind of a person. Yeah, and I don't even look at it. I'm just looking at people I respect or or admire. I mean, I can point to those points, yeah. at least in this well, case. Well, no, I, I, I was just, and I'm not saying, I, I didn't do that for obviously the last one. I don't right. think Elvis didn't do anything like great in his no. life other than like right. invent like banana mayonnaise sandwiches or whatever the fuck he was doing that was gross that sounds, just sounds gross but anyway <laughs> oh i know banana mayonnaise that's what my <laughs> wife we, eats what, what did he i don't remember what he ate uh, peanut butter and banana I yeah think maybe it was. that's what it was it was something that's that's okay peanut butter and banana is fine two things you don't like i think right you don't like peanut butter and you don't like bananas correct yeah i know you didn't like bananas i don't, I don't, like, I don't like banana and mayonnaise sandwiches either no who should no one should like those that sounds that sounds disgusting so there <laughs> there's a guy i worked with in in tennessee he would buy those cans of like the half pairs okay and you know how it's got like the divot in the middle of it yeah so he would put mayonnaise in like the little divot and then he would put shredded cheese over top of it and eat it it just sounds so gross <laughs> he, he see it's that kind of mentality that gets you hawaiian pizza you get pineapple see, on pizza see, pineapple doesn't, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza no it doesn't but it's that mentality of mixing I don't know, he, salty things with sweet things. He was from Alabama, so, you know. Uh, well, uh, I guess you could just chalk it up to that. <laughs> there was another guy, I uh, speaking of things that are disgusting, uh, I worked with another guy that was, he was from Tennessee, but uh, the, so the cicadas were really bad down mm-hmm. there every, like, seven years or whatever it was. Like, there'd be, like, piles of them on the side of the road. They're right. so bad. <clears throat> Him and his wife would go around with a garbage bag 
and scoop them up, go home and batter them, fry them, and eat them. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that doesn't sound disgusting to Ian. It, I, it's not something <laughs> I would do, but it's I've I've actually there. I mean, there's many cultures, many many places around the world where bugs are eaten as as a primary diet. That is that's a fact. There's also been a lot of I um, guess I guess we eat sea bugs. Do we? Crabs. I, mean, yeah, I wouldn't really call those, but yeah, I, I guess you could argue. <laughs> They're kind of like Kind of like same. it. Same? Yeah, I mean, it's similar. Similar pr- principle, I guess. Um, but there's a lot of um, movement towards trying to establish insects as a dietary option for mm. Americans as well. Yeah. Because it it can it could lead to helping with reduction of carbon, yeah, of carbon yeah. footprint with, you know, farming and... Um, and let's face it, it would it would help with um, hunger issues in the yeah. world too. So I don't know. So I'm like maybe a little bit more open to that idea. I don't. Sure. I couldn't. Okay. Eat, I wouldn't need it. I wouldn't try it. But it, just on a philosophical level, I'm more open to it. Going back real quick to to sure. Jackie yeah. Robinson though is uh, it was really interesting. Like he he was an extremely versatile baseball player. Because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know this either. He played every position over the course of his career. Except for pitcher, coucher, and center field. He played every other position on the field. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, that was kind of all I had, though. Hmm. That's it? No, that's, yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, I guess I could do mine now. I did Mr. George Carlin. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's people our age and older are obviously going to know who George Carlin is. Yeah. I would Maybe. say anyone younger than us, not so much. Well, I would... <laughs> Anyone in their 20s and younger, maybe not. I would say like mid-30s and younger. Yeah, maybe. I think you'd have a hard he's been time. Dead. He's been dead 12 years yeah. almost. But so, he was he was not very relevant for the years oh, before he that. he was. Though. He was. Not, no. No, he wasn't. He did HBO specials every other year consistently okay. for 30 years. And you, don't, you don't get that unless you're relevant. But um, he was born in 1937. Uh, he died in 2008. He was 71. Oops. Sorry, I didn't mean to pull an Ian and bang the table. There. That's okay. I'll do it too. Um, Asshole. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not really good at like going over like people's histories and stuff. He he's obviously he's a stand-up comedian. Well, go over who, some, go over some. Give us some kind of backstory to him. Would you let me finish? <laughs> he was born in 1937. His dad left when he was two months old because he was an alcoholic. He was raised pretty much by his mother and his grandfather. Where was he born at? New York. He's from New York. Yes. Um, kind of the hood of New York, really. It says Manhattan, but he got, he grew up in White Harlem. Okay. He joined the U.S. Air Force, and um, I forgot how he. Uh, in what year? Nineteen. Oh, it doesn't say. Oh, he was discharged in fifty-seven. Okay. It was a general discharge, so it wasn't honorary or dishonorable. What year was he born? 30, I guess I, thirty-seven. I guess I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah, he was seventy-one when he died in two thousand eight. Huh. He, uh, I, I forgot exactly the wording he used when he talks about his military career, but he says when he left, it was, it was a mutual, it's a mutual decision for him to part ways with the U.S. military. It was an honorable discharge, though. It was a general discharge. Oh, was it? That's what it says, general. Oh. So he probably just did his four years and got out. Um, he had been court-martialed three times, though. <laughs> oh, Jesus. For what? Does it um, say? Uh, he was labeled as unproductive. <laughs> um, that's funny he non-judicial punishments and reprimands he also received 
Doesn't say what he was just court-martialed for, um, but he three times, <laughs> which sounds about right, actually. Uh, but yeah, he always he always joked that it was a, it was a mutual decision to to move on. That's funny. Um, started his comedy career basically in about 1959. He met Jack Burns, who was a DJ. He was a DJ. He they he did a two man show with that with him with Burns. It was Burns and Carlin at the Playboy Club tonight. Really? Say how long they did it together? Um, May started in May 60, 1960, and they parted ways after about two years. So. Uh, he created a lot of like um, characters around that time. An Indian sergeant, which I, I don't know any of these characters. I'm not well versed on his like earlier, like pre 1970 career, really, when he was you know suit and tie, yeah. uh, you know, on the Jack Benny show and all that fun stuff. When he was clean, when his when his comedy was clean, I didn't really. Mm. He did he did uh, Jack Parr with the, with the Tonight Show up into the 60s and late 60s. Which I've seen clips of. They're funny. He did his hippy dippy weatherman on there. I'm trying to remember what. Do you remember what record that was of his I had? You had Class Clown, I think. So that was '72. Yeah, I have. I have on vinyl because I picked it up at Dearborn Music. Uh, Toledo Window Box. No, I don't think that was the one I had. I'm pretty sure it's Class Clown. Which one was it that had the hippy dippy weatherman on? Class it? Class Clown. Pretty sure. I have to look where I'm not in that spot yet, but okay. in my notes. But because um, I'm looking at the track listing on that one, I don't see that on here. No, the ones on Class Clown. Well, what are since you're probably at his discography, could you just list off some of his early '70s records? Oh shit! Uh, Toledo Window Box was '74. FM and AM was '72. Class Clown was '72. Occupation Fool was '73. Toledo Window Box was 74. That's what I thought, yeah. An Evening with Wally Londo featuring Bill Slazzo was 75. It was AM FM is the one you had then. Was it? I believe so. Yep, it was. I have yep. to look at the cover. cover. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was. So, uh, and when, once he gets into the 70s, I mean, his his, his stand-up really kind of changed. He, he kind of got to a point where it no, it no longer became a matter of just making people laugh, but he wanted to really make people think. Think, yeah. Um, and they spent really, really legitimately the rest of his career and life doing that. His humor became more cerebral, um, more questioning, and, and, and a lot more nihilistic, too, as far as his opinions about everything. Um, I would even classify him in, in many ways as an anarchist, at least as far as the stand-up goes. You know how some most people are like one way on stage and another way on offstage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of interviews that he did, especially near the end of his life, that were just serious interviews, kind of mirrored a lot of, in a, in a much more serious tone, some of the things he would make jokes about and, and, and express humor in on his yeah. stand-up. Specifically towards like the government and society as a whole. And, and believe me, his views were very nihilistic on that, on that aspect. Um, but um, what what the thing that gets me is kind of like what you were saying about Jackie Robinson is how it's not so much who he was and what he did because what he did was special with Carlin the same thing he did what he did was special but there were other artists doing Richard Pryor was pushing oh, yeah. boundaries and all that but when it comes to pushing, pushing comedy pushing boundaries I would say Richard Pryor probably did more than probably anyone in that in at that least era. at least for uh, as a black performer for sure um george carlin 
if you look, if you talk to most people, most comedians, this even today, and ask them who their idols were, who who influenced them, or who were some of their influences, you're always going to get George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Yeah, always those two. Um, and I, I've always identified a bit more with Richard with George Carlin, just because his humor is more appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love Richard Pryor too, but George Carlin just always has been a, I don't know. I think it started when I was a kid. Cause his, like I said, his HBO specials consistently every two years for 30 years were, you know, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it was something that like my parents, right. My dad specifically, when they were on, he would on HBO, he'd record them so that he could, people would come over and watch them. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to watch them <laughs> at that time because I was too young. But even at that point, I, I remember George Carlin. And as I got older and was able to start appreciating and and even viewing some of his stand-up stuff, hugely, hugely funny to me and impactful. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, 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 like, a lot of his early 70s stuff is, like, really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Like, I, even today, you can go back and listen to it. And yeah, it, it still it, stands up. It still does. To be fair, his very last, uh, um, his very last standup, which I can't remember the name off offhand, it was recorded in November. The in 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 oh seven, and he died in oh eight. And it is, it's oddly, like a step above some of the stuff that came previous to it. Yeah, and more in tune with some of the stuff he was doing in the eighties or in the yeah late seventies, early eighties. Um. Which I always found weird. Like it was almost like he, it was like his swan song in a sense, and 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 being higher quality. Not that his stuff was ever low quality. His stuff was always really good. Yeah, it was. But you know, even on you know, everyone has an off gear, and you know, even some of his off specials. <clears throat> by comparison, this was better than those. You know the, I think he pushed the envelope enough in terms of questioning how people react to certain things, specifically like language. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing he's always said that, and he said this in, in comedy, this is all comedy, but the quality of your speech is representative of the quality of your thoughts. And I've always held true to that. I still do. Part, yeah. I still do the um and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. You drive me crazy. Ned. I do. Like I, I can already tell you, I'm going to have to edit the shit out of the show because you've already <laughs> said um so many times. I, Ian I, also I, likes to say um, uh, um, that's another one of his favorite ones. And then, um, you know, um, that's another one. Okay. The Ian classics. I, I do better at, I do better in a conversational way than I no, do no, in a no, mono, no. In a mono I, I, I get it. And, you, know, and, way. and, and when, you do it too. When we started this show, I was equally terrible. Right. But after like editing it, I, I now catch yourself. I constantly, I, I try to make a conscious effort. Not to absolutely cut the ums out of my vernacular, but to limit to it. To try to limit it. And I've noticed with you, it's you'll get silence rather than an um. No, what I do is I repeat a word. Yeah, you've like, done that. I'll too. say the, the, and then instead of, <laughs> instead of saying that's too much the thinking for um. Me. Um, George Carlin, another thing. <laughs> Another thing that George Carlin... I'm talking about it, and he goes fucking right into one. <laughs> I'm trying to get back to the topic at hand here. Uh, one of the things that... When do we ever do that? Well, we don't when you keep fucking interrupting me. <clears throat> well, <laughs> I still don't... I, I'm still trying to figure out what album it was that I had of his. 
You, you did. It was FMAM. I'm looking at the like track listing though, and it doesn't. The cover of it was him just sitting in a chair. Yeah, but yeah, I, that one. You that's the one you. But had. I don't remember the tracks. I don't remember that being the. Maybe I had another one. You might have, but I know you had that one. And I like I said, I I picked up Toledo Window Dressing, um, at Dearborn Music about <laughs> six years, six six months to a year ago. Anyway, yeah. anywho, anywho. George Carlin is also well known, should be well known as the. Um... Now I can't stop doing it. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was the very first host of Saturday Night Live. Was he really? Yes. What year was that? Nineteen seventy-five. Is October eleventh, and I believe that it doesn't say who the musical guest was here, but I believe it was Paul Simon. Really? I believe so. It was Paul Simon. I was never a big Paul Simon fan. I like some of his music. Um, You know, some of his Simon and Garfunkel stuff, some of his later solo stuff. His last album, which came out three years ago, four years ago, isn't too bad. No? I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, So, yeah, he has that going for him. He actually had... If you don't stop laughing, because I can't (laughs) stop it, I'm not... not, That was a really... Like, you could see it on the screen. Oh, my. I'm nowhere self-aware enough to be able to pay attention. To what I'm, doing. I'm just talking. All right. So you're going to get silence if I can't say um. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. So it's either silence or ums, whatever you prefer. But I'll do my best to to not do it. He had uh, he's been in some movies. He was in uh, he was in a Richard Pryor movie. I think it was Richard Pryor. Really low budget movie called Car Wash. I think I vaguely remember. Yeah, that. it was in the late seventies, I believe. Yeah. Um, we, as our generation, would know him from was he played Rufus in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, yep, absolutely, and had, which is a really underrated movie. It really is, and he was in the sequel, which eh, is okay. Yeah, he's barely in the sequel. That's why I don't think I like it as much. But well, he's not really that much in the first one. But he's in less of the sequel. He has one of the best lines in Bill and Ted. And it's 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 all about his delivery because I think either he may have even written it I don't know but if it wasn't it was written for him specifically because mm-hmm. it's his, his dialogue his delivery of it and it's uh, to the effect that he's explaining the future and how it's like this utopia he's like the air is clean the water's clean even the dirt is clean yeah, and that. it's just George Carlin's delivery of that no is one else could re- deliver it exactly that way. exactly yeah. and then of course we some of our maybe. This is where some younger people might get it, or know George Carlin, was his work with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Dogma, uh, Jane Silent Bob Straight Back. Jane Silent Bob, it was a cameo. Yeah. And then his, and and people, I don't know why people hate this fucking movie, because it's not a bad movie, is Jersey Girl. But I don't think like I've ever seen it. George Carlin is fucking brilliant in that movie. Yeah. Because he's, he's, playing, he's playing completely against type. And he's doing it wonderfully. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that being said, his uh, his dogma role and his Jansen Bob role especially is very memorable. Because in Jansen Bob, that's, he's the one who tells them to, you got off her head to get a, you know, yeah. hitchhiking, you know. That's the rule of the road. And they're like, what happens if you don't make with the head? He goes, well, if you don't make with the head. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you know, I, just brilliant stuff. I, uh, I Again, it's all about delivery, too. You know? I didn't realize he had three heart attacks. Yeah, and especially, I think they were all in a, like a five or six year period. No, 78, 
80, oh, wow, 80, 78, 82, and 91. I knew about the 81 or the 91 one, and I thought he had one even later, but that's what ended up killing him, too. And I didn't realize he had drug problems oh, late, later yeah. in his career. I knew he did yeah. earlier in his career. Yeah. But in 2004, he went to rehab mm-hmm. for uh, alcohol and Vicodin. Yep. Yeah, he always he always had issues with drugs. I mean, there. Well, I knew he did stories. earlier in his career. There are some. There's a story of. Uh, I don't know if it was with his first wife or what, but he was in a hotel room, and he was doing so much coke that I mean it was spilling all over the place. Like, and he was like snorting it out of the carpeting of the fucking hotel. I know people have done that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just those kind of drug problems. <laughs> To some would say, some might say, ah, the good what's old the days. problem? I don't There's no problem there. Nothing wrong with the little bit of the old bug of sugar. <laughs> um, but even up until his death, whenever he wrote, sorry, that was me messing with some. He always, regardless of what, how clean he was, he always would smoke a joint right after he got done writing his material. He'd finish his, his show when it was all written out. He'd smoke a joint as like a... What do I that is? I don't know. Just a little ritual of his. Huh. He always said he always had a joint ready for it. I didn't realize he was in Cars. Was he? Yeah. Well, he's not really in it. He does a voice in yeah, it. Yeah, he played. He, yeah, he did the voice of Fillmore. Oh, I didn't. I I never really saw. Now the movie. that I, now that I think about it, though, I mean, it does sound like Silent, him. Yeah. He was in Aristocrats. That, that's going back a ways. That was two thousand five. So it must have been the one of the sequels. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jersey Girl. Jersey Girls always Scary Movie Three. Yes, I never saw that one. But I mean, he's he also even had his own TV show. It was called the George Carlin Show. Yeah, uh, he played a, tag, a, a taxi cab driver, and it was he played a taxi driver in Car Wash. Did he? Yeah. Um, I I liked the show. I don't. I think it went more than one season. It might have gone two, but what? I watched it when it was on, and I enjoyed when it. When was considerably. that? Nineties, early nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. It says uh, ninety four. It I says ninety four to ninety five. Yep. It had the and he played George O'Grady. Yep, and that was a tribute to his grandfather. His oh, grandfather was, was Irish, very Irish. And it, I just I remember liking the show. I've never I've not been able to find it because it's not on DVD or anything. But I've been able to find any uh, any clips of it or anything. I've looked for it. Huh. It was on Fox, so yeah, it's got to be on. It's got to be on one of the Fox. It's probably it's got to be on one of this one of their services somewhere. Maybe. Well, Disney Plus owns Fox now, so it's oh, hard to that's say. True, it it wasn't before, but or, it could be on like FXX or something like one. Of oh, those maybe or, which is on Hulu now. I will have to take a look. Hulu's got all the FX stuff now. Yeah, I'll take a look and see. But it, it'd be interesting to go back and rewatch some of those old episodes because I, like I said, I watched it when it was new. It was on because it was. I think it was on either right before or right after. Married with Children, it's like it was when Married with Children was like in its last few seasons. Yeah, um, yeah, it ran January of ninety four to July of ninety five. Yeah, so it was really just one season. Then. Yeah, two, se- two, two seasons, seasons yeah. and twenty seven episodes. Yeah, so he had a pretty extensive career, but I think his stand up is really what holds what sets him above. Absolutely, that's and what, that's what he's his known influence for. on comedians across the board. Some might say that, they, that he made them, he gave them the okay to be more vulgar. But I think his with I don't know about George that. Carlin. Well, that's when vulgarity really started taking off. Is right after him, say like the early eighties. But I think I, I and that was when post, I when I think of like vulgar comedians, Richard Pryor is the first one that comes to my mind. 
Perhaps, but I, they're both in the same. They're both same mold, really. I know as that. far as as when it. But was, I feel like Richard Pryor was more of a prominent person. I, I in think the, in Richard that, Pryor was that. more. He used his humor more in a in a shock value kind of way. But I think that kind of drew more eyes to him. Oh, though. maybe, maybe. But George Carlin. I mean, he did the seven dead, the seven words you can't say on on television. No, you no. know, he he created that, and, and now that was, that, that was now, early. That was early seventies. Early seventies, and now. Most of those words can be said on television yeah. and are said on television, which is amazing. You almost have to wonder, would that be the case if it hadn't been for someone like him? Yeah, well, I don't you know, know about that, but. Well, I mean. I think there's a natural progression to a lot of it. Yeah, but it's all got to start somewhere. Yeah. And Carlin, Pryor, those are the two. Lenny Bruce, maybe to a smaller extent. Um, yeah, seven, that's where it starts. Seven words you can you can never say on television. That, that was on uh, that was actually on Class Clowns. So that was seventy two. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, I I don't. You can't say that he you know society would be different without him, but you know he pushed he pushed boundaries and made things acceptable that weren't necessarily acceptable. Is his uh, is any of his stuff available online? Like any of the streaming services? You can YouTube a lot of his stuff. No, I mean like his albums. It on oh, it's on, on Spotify. Spotify's got some of his stuff for sure. Uh, Apple Music's probably got it too. Um, I've know. listened to him on Spotify. I don't know what, what what they have exactly, but I know I've listened to him on there. Uh, but I would yeah, say class, that class clowns on Apple Music. I would say that George Carlin also helped, not helped, but a lot of the things, a lot of things, questions he brought up. I don't necessarily agree with his views, but it it helped me, it allowed me or forced me to think about certain things. Yeah, in a different way. In a different way. Um, Which is what, that's what comedy is supposed to do. That's what it's supposed to do. It's not what it does. No. Uh, you watch comedy nowadays, and I, sw- I swear, I've not seen a decent good comedian with it's the exception of Jim Jeffries. It's been a while. And even Jim Jeffries isn't quite there yet. Yeah. But at least he's not... His last stand-up was all about, like, well, I got a kid now. And that's what fucking comedy is. But girlfriends or kids. Yeah. That's all it is. And it just drives me nuts because there's not any real good societal comedians out there. I'm sure there are. They're just not getting any. They're not getting the play. Yeah, they're not getting but the play. But Jim Jeffries, his stand-up from a few years back, brilliant. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't have, like, Comedy Central or anything like that anymore. So I don't really... I mean, I don't, I don't see any kind of comedy. I have it. I never watch it. The, uh, I guess the most exposure I ever really had in recent years would be what was that comedy reality TV show they had? Last Comic Standing. That was that's some really good comedians come Did through they? there. Eliza Schlesinger came through there. Mm. Uh, she's she's really good. Um, um, there's there's been quite a few other ones. But. I don't know. It's it's it. Maybe a- Amy it, Schumer came through there too. You know. One of, the first, one of the first seasons. I don't find her that funny. She's, she's, uh, her last, I don't her, think I really liked her last special her early, Or maybe some of her early stuff was like, I get it, but it's kind of like, because she's an attractive woman, but she's a full figured woman. There's only so far you can take that, that humor of being not a skinny girl. You know, know what I mean? Well, being a fat girl, so I mean her, that's what, that's her shtick. She's not fat, yeah, but not, not really. It wasn't her shtick for a long it time. It Was for a bit. 
And but her just, special before last, I thought was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I've watched a couple of them, and I just didn't. It just didn't work for me. I'm generally not a, and I, this is gonna sound bad, but I'm generally not a big fan of female comedians. Mm. But it depends. It really just depends on the on what again. Because it seems like it all comes back to like period jokes and things period like re- that. Jo- jokes or relationship jokes. Yeah, you know, and men and the men thing is the same thing. You know, when they're talking about women, it's periods and fucking relationships. Yeah, yeah. It's like. I get it. You know what I mean? Um, Life is worth losing, and it's bad for you. Those last two specials of his were were awesome. Yeah. Um, it's bad for you. It's funny as hell. Um, but he always, you know, he always did his little greatest hits bits in there, too. So you're always going to get the, the, the Ten Commandments <laughs> joke and, you know. Don't need ten. You just, he literally, he literally, let's, let's see if we can streamline this. And he streamlines it down to one. And, you uh, know. Dave Chappelle's. Last special was fucking hilarious. Was it? Though. See, I haven't seen that. And he's, he's absolutely an exception. Fucking hilarious. See, Dave Chappelle would be an exception to my what I was saying about modern comedians. because yeah. he, he there was he, a lot of shit. I was like, ooh, shit! I can't believe you said that. <laughs> well, he got in a lot of trouble for it. Yeah, too. he did. He did. Um, and that's but see, that's what we need. We need that kind of like in the first like five minutes, there was like pedophile jokes and things like that. And it's like, and, oh, and it's and see, that's the kind of thing that. That Carlin would do too if he was still alive. Yeah. He'd be making those jokes too. I make pedophile jokes and people get fucking mad at me. Well, it's it's all in delivery, Nick. It's not about the joke itself. It's how it's I delivered. Know, I know, I know. So, I swear to God, because I, I, I love I love like dark. Me too, and that's and that's and, one of the things that have always appealed to me with Carlin too. Is you know, like I said, he he his jokes were nihilistic. He may have been nihilistic in real life too, and to some degree he was. But you know, his joke about like. Television. He he goes, he goes. I don't I don't, I don't watch NASCAR because I want to watch people make left turns for for four hours. I watch it to see the fucking races. I want to see fucking pe- people fucking die. You know the nihilistic yeah. side of that. And again, it's dial. It's it's all in delivery. I can't do that. I can't make that funny. He can make that funny. You know. Yeah. Um. But I started to say before we before I said that you're. You, I have no idea how you've not been called into HR like a thousand times already. Why is that? I don't know. Because you just, you sometimes, like what? you just say things and, and do things. And I'm like, if you were a politician, you'd have to like get up on stage and like, say, yeah, I'm like, spending more time with my family now. <laughs> so there was an instance recently at work. Where, it's not even just that. Hold either. on, hold on. Where there is a nurse who... I was in another area and we were, there was like five of us having this big conversation about a person that another nurse worked with at another hospital that had the same name as the nurse that I, one of the nurses I was standing there. And it was like a, almost like a fat name, right? It was, they called her big and then her name, right? And we had all, it was like a whole like 15 minute conversation. We had a big old laugh about it. The nurse, the one nurse even like was calling herself that. And then I went over another area where where I was working with Ian for a little while. And that same nurse came by and I said that name to her. And I thought Ian's fucking, I thought Ian was going to fall out of the fucking chair. He was so like up in arms that I basically was like using a fat term for this nurse. Right, I just was. It, it's more. I can't be more offended than she is, and she wasn't offended. No, because we all we had a big old laugh. About it. Right, and then the next. My point th- was, I saw her is it doesn't matter how offended she is to other people. 
if other people well, other, hear that. Other people need to fucking get over themselves. I agree, but it was That's what's more, wrong with fucking society. I wasn't falling out of my chair because I was insulted. Because like I said, I can't, there's no way I could ever be more insulted than anyone who's the joke is towards. But that happens all the fucking time. So, but that's, that's the problem. That's that drives me crazy. It's like people, other people. People bitch and complain about things. And I'm like, oh, well, was the person that was said to, were they upset about it? And they're like, well, no. Well, why do you fucking care about it then? Right. And that's the thing. I wasn't, I wasn't offended on her behalf because she was laughing. I was not, I was more worried that someone else would be offended because you said it and it doesn't matter yeah, if she was offended. I know. It's you know what I mean? the fucking society we live in. Now. Right. Because if you had said that to her on the street, I would have laughed. I would have been like, ah, that's funny. You know? At work is a different story. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, we don't, it's not like we work in a, in a, a you know, a little general store where there's only three employees and it doesn't really fucking no, matter. No, we, we, we work in We the, work in a big the, university where there's a the, lot of people. The liberal bastion that it is. Oh, it is not a liberal bastion. It is not. More so than a lot of other places. It, maybe worked. more so than other places. I came from construction, which was like the complete fucking opposite. And so, and to be fair, from where I came from, it's probably slightly more liberal than that, but it's nowhere near as liberal as I would have would have hoped it would be. Well, no. When you have a large number of people in right. an area, it's not, it's not a liberal outside bastion. of Berkeley. The problem is, is it, it's a it's a hospital situation. It's, it is government funded, so it's held to a certain higher standard by that. By that. Because it gets government money, yeah. money, and there's just a lot of people. Yeah. So it, you know, there's a lot of personalities. It has to. Add, it also has to adhere to societal standards, maybe even to a higher degree than some other places. And you know what? People say things to me. Are do they offend you, Nick? No, no, they don't offend me. <laughs> but I don't know. Other people could take great offense to some of the things people right. Have said to and me. and to be fair. If other people had heard some of the things that these things that were said to you and took offense to them on your behalf, yeah. those other people could have ended up in. I mean, I've had things that are like borderline sexual harassment, yeah, thrown at me, yeah. But and I whatever I, I it's not about I you. Find it, I find it I I find it flattering, but you know some people don't. Most when I say hey baby nice tits I get in trouble. No, I'm just <laughs> I would never say he's that. never said that. <laughs> right. never say that. But my point is is yeah it. It's not about how offended you are or how offended they are. It's, it's about how offended, how offended somebody, somebody else, else is around you who has no bearing on the situation but feels they have to put themselves in it. We had a nurse almost get fired because <laughs> he was joking around with another nurse. And, and someone overheard someone it. Someone overheard it and was offended yeah. for somebody else and someone almost lost their job over it. Yeah, so yeah, I remember I, that situation. I understand. Yeah, Crazy fucking people. Yeah. Remember. And- I don't think he's ever been the same since. No, which is unfortunate. It's, which is unfortunate because, you know, we used to have we used to cut up and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I get him not being the same because at that point you're scared you're going to lose your job just for opening your mouth. Yeah, but that's my point. That was it. that was the only reason he brought it up. It's just like Carlin. Carlin excelled at that. Kind yeah, of stuff. yes, he did. But I also, you know, you had brought up work, and I just I was, on your behalf, I was just like. Ah, you don't say that at work because ah. I don't even curse at work. I, 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 you know, I can't tell you times I've had somebody, somebody say something. To me right. But I see, I just, it, that part of my brain shuts off just automatically. I don't even control it. It just shuts off. I mean, yeah. now, there's been times where it slipped out a little bit, but generally speaking, it shut off. Yeah. When I'm at work, I don't, I don't talk I, about people. I don't, 
Nothing. Yeah, nothing I, sexual. I, I don't talk about people at work either. But not, I mean, there's no sexual jokes, no cursing, nothing. It's all, all the boring. I'm boring at work because I ha- I I don't want to risk losing my job because of something I said. Yeah, it's scary. I guess but, I, I guess I, tying that I guess back I look and, at it this way. You know, I was looking for a job when I found <laughs> this one. So, yeah. Well. I found this one because of you, <laughs> and it's infinitely better than the job I had before, <laughs> so I don't want to risk it, and I'm not qualified to do anything better than this, so no, I can't I can't afford to lose this job at this point now, <clears throat> not for another six years. Why six years? Because that's how long that car loan is. Oh. <laughs> so. All right, man, but I, that's, I don't have anything else. It's, you got anything else to add to our no. little conversation? I would say- uh, I think I think it's interesting that we both found people that had bigger influences on society than maybe a lot of above people and give, beyond what people give did, credit yeah. for. Yeah, maybe. I guess I with it's probably a little easier to explore Carlin than it is Jackie Robinson because, like I said, you can find all this shit on Spotify. Well, and yeah, YouTube. it's kind of hard to to research someone that died, you know, forty years ago. So. Right. Well, yeah, and Carlin's only been gone twelve, so. Yeah. But still, you know, and most of his stuff is on YouTube and, and all that. Um, one of his best specials, in my opinion, was his 40th anniversary special. I think I remember that one. Because it was like an hour with him just sitting there talking to Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller kind of interviewing him. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But then the other the rest of the show was his stand-up. So it was like yeah. he kind of got the best of both worlds. It was almost like a two-and-a-half-hour-long special, and it was really good. But I think that was like 2000 two or something like that or 2000 i don't know it was or my, oh it might have been 98 yeah it was in the 90s yeah 98 99 99 because I, I said that he started his comedian his comic career in 59 so yeah yeah so that's if you can find you can find that on youtube the whole thing the whole special that's cool so but with Jackie robinson it'd be a little bit more difficult but i think you know we just did come out of uh black history month and it's never really necessary to limit that kind of stuff to just one month. Oh, absolutely. I think I think people in general should probably. When it comes review. to things like race and segregation, and well, should, well, that's, I mean, should he, always be ongoing conversation. Regardless of how good of a player he was, or what what other things he did in the sports or in that sport, he broke down barriers. No, absolutely. Regardless, absolutely. And, you know, he did that as a matter of race, and I think Perlin did it as a matter of just thinking outside the box. You know, thinking about things more. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool. Well, that's all I got, man. That's all I got, yeah. too. Right. Well, uh, any questions or comments, you can email us at uh, contact at lifeandjailpodcast.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and all that jazz. Six-star reviews, people. Yeah, leave us some five-star reviews because six stars isn't a thing unless you're living in Ian's make-believe world. You give us the five stars, and then when you give us a, an actual review, Give us an extra fucking star. We've got reviews. Then give us a fucking extra star. Here's the sixth star for you. That's weird. How about this? I don't ask for much from my from our fine. fans. Do it this way. Leave us a five-star review, and then leave us another one-star review, and just leave the one-star review and say, because Ian sucks. Just do that. Or you can go on Ian's. Don't do the one say it'll, it'll affect our, our listeners. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Go on Ian, any of Ian's social media accounts. Yes. And just leave him a comment on there and tell him he sucks. Please do. Please do. Anytime. It's always open. Where can people find you online, Ian? On Facebook. At, I, I don't think we've ever said our full names on, on the show, have we? 
Yeah, our full names are on our show, Ian oh, Trumbo. Well, just go to the Life in General site and say something nice there, and then you can link to me well, from don't, there. Don't, don't say it on the Life in General site because Ian doesn't fucking see any no, of it. No, but say something nice there. But you can link to me from that, right? No. Oh. I don't feel comfortable saying my name, my full name on, on the radio. Well, your full name is on every single episode that goes out, Ian. Is it? Yes. Oh, oh. If you look, if you go on, if you go on and, and just search Ian Trumbo, your name comes, your show Well, you just up. said it for me, so I don't have to. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. It's just That's like I, the third time in two minutes I said your full name. Well, there, I don't, why are you having me say it then? You can find me on social media and say anything you want to me. Sure. Please do. I like it. I want, what, what's, what, I welcome, I welcome you, the challenge. You don't use Twitter or anything, do you? Not really. Not, and not, you'll, and you'll, I have it. I don't use it. I and you don't use Instagram. I'm going to start using Instagram more, but I haven't yet. And you don't really use Facebook. I, I'm on Facebook all the so, time, though. So what social media do you use? I don't really use any of them, but I, I, I review Facebook daily. Which social media should you use? Uh, all of it to promote our fucking show. Hey, for the record, I have shared and liked every you one have. of our episodes for like you, the last... You, Month. I went. <laughs> I, month, you said last month. Yet? Months, months, many months. Because we've been doing this show for three fucking years. <laughs> three years. I went on Facebook to show somebody a picture that I posted back in October of 2018. And I was scrolling down and it was nothing but life in general posts. Nothing Good. but. Good. So I've, I've been doing my share. Good. I that's show up. Your, that's not your share. I show up. I give that's, you my opinions. I, I call that, that the, are golden. I, I call that the bare minimum. I give you my opinions that are golden opinions that are. People like well, ideas that are I'm, genius. I'm spending my the what little free time I have making like three minute long videos of our show that I can post on like Instagram and things like that. And then there's Ian just hit and share. <laughs> uh, I, uh, hey, I'm doing my part. I'm. There's been several where I've actually typed out messages too. Oh my gosh! So several, uh, several. Wow! I know. Out of 114 episodes, you've had several. As, for many reasons, this is why you will go to heaven and I will not. No, whatever. There's it's it's this many, is, many other reasons besides that. That's right. Not really. <laughs> I've lived a cl- pretty clean life by comparison to you. Oh no. Yeah, pretty clean. I haven't done all the the drugs and stuff that you've done. Oh, whatever. You're so full of shit. I haven't. Seriously, what what drugs have I done that you haven't? I don't know. Nothing. The only drug I've ever done is weed. Smoked a lot of pole. Oh, no. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Sure. All right. uh, Well, that's all I got, people. (laughs) Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you took over if you wanna hang. Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know they see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Know they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the car, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a gold smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party?
some bitches who showing their bodies. Yeah. Swear to God, nigga, this Molly got me up and rolling. These bodies of water. Bring that shit in bottles. We must at the party that hit when we style it. Why out of the party?